Hey, Scott and John here with Bible Mysteries. We want to thank you for being a listener, but we'd love to invite you to become a subscriber. Absolutely. This will only help us to expand the amount of people that we're able to reach and show the secrets in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. And if you subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast, you get some great benefits. Access to every current episode, the full thing, even with our interviews and any special events we do. Plus, we have downloadable show notes. We have our community forum and Slack that you can join. And we have our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter. So for just $7 a month, you can help support us get the word out and defeat the satanic global elite. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 127, Satan's Attack on Our Children, part one. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hey, welcome back. Bible Mysteries here. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world does not want you to know about. John, I heard a lot of stuff the world doesn't want us to know at BlurryCon. Ah, very exciting. Fresh off coming back from that, I want to give a big shout out to Nate and Luke. What a great job they did. Man, uh, not only was it fun and entertaining, but the guests, uh, they had uh, Derek Olson, they had Doug Van Dorn, they had uh, Tony Merkel. They had Dr. Laura Sanger and Timothy Alberino. It's an all-star lineup right there. Absolutely. You should have been in there, man. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Maybe someday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe someday I will. Uh, But uh, I'd love to be on their show sometime and and share what we do there. But I just met some fantastic people, the Blurry fans. Yeah. um, Met uh, a lot of folks that actually just uh, right off the bat... uh, said, oh, I haven't heard of your podcast. And they went that weekend while we were still there yeah. and listened to an episode of uh, Bible Mysteries. So thank you for all those that shared with me that how much you enjoyed it. Yeah, I and, think it's a very similar audience. You know, absolutely. I, I think it may be a little bit different, but at the same time, very similar. They're, they're, their focus is a lot on the cryptid stuff where we're, we're talking yeah. about maybe some of the similar stuff, but more maybe supernatural and then basing with scripture, but they have a great show. It's just a little bit different, so, but it's kind of reaching the same folks, Well, it's such I believe. A, such I a think. fun vibe that they take sort of a 1980s approach, yeah. you know. They did the whole thing with skits of Wayne's World and yeah. In the Basement, you know. Uh, they did an opening with Back to the Future, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it was hilarious. And, and while they have a lot of fun, it's very serious when they get down into the subject matter, and we just yeah. heard some amazing things and I, I came away uh, not only pumped and encouraged, but with just tons of ideas yeah. of podcast episodes. So we really uh, thank Nate and Luke and all the people that worked so hard to make that podcast happen uh, for doing BlurryCon. And so check it out. I imagine you, there might be of a, available to rent or something, uh, whatever they recorded. Okay. Um, and speaking of recording, our summit, the debriefing um, 2023, is almost finished. The finishing touches are being awesome. put on there by our video uh, company, and we'll hopefully have that available for you to download. 
Uh, actually, you can. it's not going to download it. You're going to rent it like you would rent a movie from iTunes. Uh, but for, if you want to watch the video. Now, the, the audio is going to be available to all of our premium subscribers, okay. our seekers. So that's going to be part of their normal feed. You will not get that show up in your normal Bible Mysteries podcast feed unless you are a premium subscriber. So hopefully that might be another reason why you might want to consider uh, supporting us through a premium Absolutely. subscription. Absolutely. And speaking of that, we want to remind you folks that we are on YouTube. We do the videos here just to get as an adjunct. Uh, and the YouTube channel is growing, but very, very slowly. So we want to encourage you to maybe mm-hmm. subscribe to our YouTube channel, even if you don't watch it, but you mm-hmm. like the podcast. It uh, costs nothing to subscribe and like videos and share them. The more views we get, yeah. believe it or not, that brings in a little bit of support money for this podcast. Not a whole lot. It takes many, many, many views for yeah. you know advertising money to come in. But uh, you'll notice there are some ads, like many YouTube videos, and that's another way that we try to fund this ministry. So if it's on your heart to think of it, when you get home, you might be driving, working out, whatever. And even if you subscribe already to Bible Mysteries Premium, if you think of it, open up YouTube, go to the Bible Mysteries channel, and hit uh, subscribe. Yeah, it's not something we pushed in the past. No. It's talking about YouTube so much. We've talked about sharing the podcast, whether it be you know on the podcast platform, but I think it's very important with YouTube. And people can sit there and watch us if they want to watch yeah. you and I. Unfortunately, but, there's not much to look at on this end, so focus your attention on John. He's far better Right looking. here, folks. But yeah, I mean, uh, subscribe and share. Yeah. Like you said, it's going to help us generate a little bit more that's going to be pumped right back into this ministry. Mm. Again, this is a ministry, um, and it's something we're trying to use to reach out to people because there's a lot of people out there that are looking for answers. Whether they are believers or non-believers, they have a lot of questions. And if we can get, hopefully, this information in front of them, then maybe we can touch somebody in a positive way. That's that's the hope. We, We truly believe that we are approaching the last of days and there's not a lot of time left. I think as you look at the world around you, like you said, people are looking for answers because things are just getting crazy. Oh, yeah. And when it doesn't make sense and it looks like lunatics are running the asylum, <laughs> the Bible has answers. And it talked about these days. So that's why we delve into the scriptures the way we do. Our whole purpose is to let people know that there is an answer for things that are going on and there's a hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, John, let's go ahead and uh, thank... Three of our seekers, our premium subscribers, who are responsible for this episode today. They joined us in October of last year, and we want to thank you to Jamie N., Wendy V., and Debbie R., all of whom are premium members, and hopefully you guys are sharing and letting other people know about it too, but you are the reason we have this episode today. Yeah. So thanks to those three. Thank you, guys. And we appreciate very much your support of Bible Mysteries. I'm going to mark this one off here so I don't forget. And then we can, uh, I guess, John, unless you've got anything else we think we need to talk about. No, I'll think of something to get on a soapbox about here in a little (laughs) bit, and I'll just interrupt the whole podcast to do it. But I'll let you jump in because this is a pretty important podcast. I I truly, what you're about to present, I've only seen the show notes, but what you're about to present I think is one of the most important things that people can get out there right now. I'll tee it up with that. And I got to tell you, this message has been heavy on my heart for several weeks now, if not months, Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Satan and his angels 
and the, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, what, what we would call demons today, as well as their human proxies. Yeah. We talk about government. I, I yeah. truly believe right now almost all government officials are demon-controlled or demon-possessed. Yeah. If they have any real power at all. You know, I'm not saying there aren't well-meaning politicians, but most no. of them, even if they are well-meaning. I think well-meaning, you're exactly right. I think the main movers and shakers are, are definitely controlled, oppressed, or, or possessed. I don't know. I, all three. But they, there is an agenda that is coming, and I'm sure you're going to get into this, but there's an agenda that's coming Damn. together right in front of our eyes towards a one-world government, a one-world financial system, and a one-world religious system. Absolutely. But anyways, that's... Well, you're that, right. Uh, that's getting down the road a little bit, right? Well, no, <laughs> you're podcast. you're saying exactly what I feel like is happening, and they're targeting our children more than ever before. Yeah. Not that Satan hasn't always targeted young people, and mm-hmm. we're going to look at the Bible evidence of that. But whether it was for sacrifice, mm-hmm. human sacrifice, or abuse, or trafficking, yeah, in because there's there's child sex trafficking going on that the oh, world just doesn't I, want to talk about. I think it's way bigger than anyone really realizes. I think if it was known the depth of it, there would be a, a, a revolution. Yeah. There would be a, there would be an outcry, yeah. a war uh, in almost every country. Yeah. Um, and so they're doing this either to influence them and claim them later as an adult or for whatever reason, the devil attacks our children for his evil purposes. Yeah. And we need to look and see what the scriptures can tell us about this, because okay. we can't just keep sweeping it under the rug and ignoring uh, what's going on with that. And so this gets a little bit personal for us, John, because you and I both have three each yeah. grown children. Yeah. Um, and they they were all raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord as best we knew how. Yeah. You know, you your children were raised in a Christian home. My children were raised in a Christian home. They were taught how to study the Bible, mm-hmm. and in some cases, they were taught how to rightly divide the word of truth. However, I don't believe, John, that I prepared my kids for the spiritual battle that Paul warned us about in Ephesians chapter 6, verse yeah, 12. I would agree. We talk about this all the time, that verse, and how, how very real, how very physical it's becoming. And even though we knew and read these verses growing up with, yeah. with our kids— Somehow the importance of it didn't click for me until around the time between, I guess, a time period between 2017 and 2019. Somewhere in there, that became real to me. And that my children and your children are children unto the Lord, being sanctified, so to speak. Sure. Being raised in a family of believers. Yeah. And in some cases, our kids have salvation testimonies themselves, which places them as a clear and present danger and threat to the enemy. Yeah. And it never dawned on me that I need to prepare my children for the attacks that the adversary, Satan, would would use against them. And I should have done so. But we kind of we kind of gave that verse so much lip service. Oh yeah, there's spiritual wickedness in high places, as though it was just like a passing thing, a metaphor. But um, when our children become adults, the concern is, and I think this is probably on the hearts of every Christian mother and father that has children, the concern is that Satan will pull them away from a strong relationship with the Lord. We don't doubt their salvation if they have a testimony, 
But they're focused, our kids, I think uh, the world is distracting them. And they're focused on like political and material things. Oh, yeah. You know, worries about climate change, whatever. Yeah. Uh, rather than the actual spiritual war. Yeah, and I, I think this is something that, that really, I, I don't know why, maybe I just was a, a Christian, <laughs> asleep at the wheel, mm. for lack of better terms. But yeah, this is something that's really in front of me right now because I see how... Um, the kids are being attacked through mm-hmm. music and the internet mm-hmm. and all of that. But Satan's, Satan's not going to focus. He's going to focus on all of them, but he's mm-hmm. not going to focus on the ones that weren't raised in a Christian home because they're not. He a huge, need to. They're not a huge threat, yeah. right? He's going to focus on the ones that were raised in a Christian home. If he can use his devices to pull them away from their faith, they're not going to then become a tool for the Lord to go speak to their friends. Amen. That's a great point. In fact, it made me think of something, John. You know, Christ said in the days of the the great tribulation, Uh what the Bible calls the time of Jacob's trouble, he said that the delusion would be so strong that if it were possible, it, it would deceive the very elect. Yeah. And so I, if you extrapolate from that, even though we as saved individuals will be raptured out and we won't go through the wrath itself, yeah. but we don't know how much of the deception is going to play out before it actually comes into fruition. Yeah. Yeah. So the days leading up to that are the days Paul wrote of, you know. Yeah, the even, groundwork's yeah, being laid. Exactly. And therefore, neutralizing <laughs> our children, and if they can be deceived— to accept the coming paradigms, which is the mm-hmm. mystery of iniquity, yeah. to establish the kingdom of the beast. And not that they would ever be lost, but just that they would fall for the deception even before the rapture. Yeah. Then how many more could they mislead? Because, well, if they're children of a Christian family and they believe this person or this alien or this entity yeah. is godly and good, then it must be true. You yeah, get the idea. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a misdirection. No, I mean, it, it's a sleight of they, hand. Not only do they become neutralized, right, but then they may be effectively used as a tool for the wrong side. Exactly. I mean, if they fall into uh, new age ideology, which a lot of Christian kids, I think, fall into that. Right when they mm-hmm. have a lot of questions and they can't get their answers from, if you can't get your answers from your parents first and foremost, yeah, and you can't get your answers from the church. Then what do you do? You start looking for it other places, and then they fall into a new age ideology of whatever it may be. Then they start preaching that ideology to other. So not only did they get neutralized, all of a sudden they became a tool for the wrong side. Exactly. They start talking to their friends about it. Hey, I used to go to church all the time, but now I believe this. Right. right. And they start misleading people. You're you're so right. You know, you talk about the new age ideology. I think, you know, we talk about gateway drugs. I'm not really mm-hmm. familiar with what's a gateway drug, but some yeah. people think marijuana leads to stronger drug usage, yeah. whatever. I don't know how much of that is true. But I would say that right now, young people's worldview is very much shaped by a leftist socialist ideology, mm-hmm. yeah. which promises this utopia, and it sounds really good. It sounds like it's a loving thing, but it mas- it's really communism masquerading as a good thing. Yeah. And communism ultimately brings about totalitarianism and the elimination of God, which is what happened in every communist state. The removal of the church, the removal of God, the removal of anything like that. And so basically this political satanic light, which is the leftist socio... And don't get me wrong, I don't believe the right Republican 
American mindset is good either. I think that's also delusion and deception. Yeah. Because it takes it, it builds up the, the warfare state. It glorifies the military too much. You know, yeah. Not not to take away from the people that served their country a, and, and we appreciate what they did. Yeah, but there yeah. are those that we call neocons that see perpetual war and it's that political uh, or rather uh, the military industrial complex that Eisenhower warned about. Yeah. There's also a, the love of money on the right hand side. Yeah. Well, not that it's not everywhere, but that's that's the message of capitalism. But there's hey, you're not taking more taxes from me. I earned all this, right? Mm. I I me me me. I earned all this, and now I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And I think that that's a very dangerous trap for people on the conservative side of the aisle to fall into. Because I can tell you something, you didn't earn anything. It was given to you. Absolutely, absolutely right? by the Lord. Ab- yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that for myself because yeah. I've accomplished things in life. And if I start thinking how great I am, that can be taken away as oh. fast as it was given to you. <laughs> right? Because by the way, I may have earned some stuff. I look back at my life and I go, man, I probably was the biggest obstacle in success <laughs> of anything was me. Right. Right. And only by the grace of God did I get through that. So obviously I didn't earn anything. He, he provided it for me. Yeah. I think you told me one time you felt like you were a steward of what God's given you, not Oh, absolutely. We're we're yeah. just we're leasing whatever he gave us, whether it's a gift, whether it be a home, our children, yeah. our talents, our money, whatever it is. We're we're borrowing that from the Lord and he gave it so we would serve him for his purpose. Yeah. And uh, so the the only consolation I think that I can take and we you and I as fathers can take is that we did the best we could with what we knew. Yeah. Uh and the Bible does say to train up a child in the way he should go. Mhm. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's from Proverbs 22, 6. So we should pray for our children. Uh, we pray that they would gain wisdom, that they would seek God's perspective and, and his will in their lives, and that they would engage in the battle. But it's clear to me that Satan would sift our children as wheat and neutralize them if possible, just like you yeah. said. And, and it makes sense. We raise up children under the Lord. Like you said, if we lease them for a time, we got them for 18 years or whatever. We prepare them, or we should be preparing them for the to engage in the battle, and Satan views them as a threat. Yeah. To to neutralize, so that's where he's going to go after them. So I th- can I add one thing to that? I yeah. Think what the, and I've ju- only recently started doing this, and I wish I'd been doing it for the last twenty two years. As mm. that's how old my oldest child is, mm. is not only praying for our children, but pain, praying for spiritual protection over our children. Absolutely. Because those attacks are very real, right? And I've just recently started adding that to my, call it regular prayers, but I think, I wish I'd been doing that for 25 years. Amen. Be- I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I used to pray, oh, I really, Lord, if you could help him just buckle down in school. That's not really, I mean, that's important, right? But it's more important that you provide a, um, a covering to them, yeah. a spiritual covering to protect them against the darts that are coming at them. I started praying that very recently in the in the last several years for that very reason that I I became aware that some of my own oppression was not just circumstance or health or mental challenges mm-hmm. but was in fact oppression from minions yeah. of of the enemy. So notice in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, let's dive into some verses here John um and Paul says in verse 10, 
To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest, or unless, Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, the context was Paul talking about a person that they had to um, discipline in the church. Okay. And they were put out of the assembly. And he literally refers to it as had delivering them to Satan. Wow. Okay. When you th- so when you're outside of a protective environment of fellowship, like mm-hmm. the church, yeah. you become vulnerable to attack. That's something you don't think about. Yeah. That there's, there's, a, there's a security somehow in a fellowshipping group to like iron sharpens iron and we protect and edify yeah. each other. When 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 sin causes a, a separation from there, you're basically stepping right out there into the front lines away from the 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 backup and the protection that yeah. you have. And so he's saying that this person that they did that to learn their lesson and forgive him. And then he closes with that thought, we are not ignorant of his devices. He, we don't want Satan to get an advantage of us. Well, then Satan has devices. He uses methodology. Okay. And just, it's kind of like the Bible's way of saying, know thine enemy. Yeah. The art of war, Sun Tzu. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's another way of looking at that Paul wants us to be aware of Satan's devices. Before getting into the devices, though, and what some of them are right now today for this episode, let's look at the historical attacks on our children. Okay. And the, the title of this episode is Satan's Attack on Our Children. So we're going to look at how that started from the very beginning if we go to the book of Leviticus. Chapter 18. And one of the ways, you know, the devil tried to destroy humanity was the infiltration of angel DNA. Yeah. The Nephilim. Yes. Another way was the elimination of the children of Israel as much as possible. And one of the ways he did that was to convince Israel to worship idols and involved in that worship was child sacrifice. I know. It seems horrifying to even consider, but it's happening today. Yeah. It's happening today. I would say the abortion industry is nothing more than a byproduct of that, you know, a a modern version of it. In Leviticus 18, if we read in verse 21, And thou shalt not let any of thy seed, which is offspring, pass through the fire to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God, I am the Lord. And obviously offering children in sacrifice to Molech was literally... uh, Children literally took their, their, I mean, parents literally took their children, set them in the hands and open hands of an image that was made of Molech, which is Baal, yeah, Satan, another name for him. And they would lay the child in the hands of that statue, which the interior of the statue and its chest was hollowed out and a fire was raging. And the arms were tilted up so that when they laid the baby down there, it rolled into the fire alive. That is absolutely insane. It's almost unfathomable yeah. to think that people... And, and in fact, one of the ways... You, you were talking about music a minute ago. Yeah. One of the ways they distracted the parents from remorse and changing their mind at the last minute was they played loud music to deafen the cries of the infants as yeah. they rolled in and burned. Yeah. And uh, because obviously that would melt the heart of any parent. To hear that, yeah. you know, unless they were so deep well, in control. You got to think these people were probably lined up. Uh, 
I'm thinking, right? So then if you're sitting there listening to what's going on ahead of you, at some point, somebody's going to jump out of line and go, like, come out of the trance and go, what are we doing, right? Yeah. But if you got the music, the beat, and you can't hear any of that, then it, it plus it puts you in a trance, yeah. which is back to the music, right? right. These rock concerts, not even rock concerts, any all kinds of music, yeah. right? Yeah. So stop blaming rock music for everything. Yeah, it's, it's everything, right? It's, it's, um, and maybe we, we just need to do a podcast on music and how music yeah, is used, right? To put idea. people into a trance to to make them, you know. It, it's tra- you know, it's it's and it's not even necessarily the music itself. It's the frequencies that mm-hmm. cause a certain vibration at a certain yeah. megahertz or whatever. Um, but you know, this worship of of Baal and the sacrifice of children like that appears to have been introduced um, into humanity by the Canaanites after the okay. flood. Uh, and it was one of the reasons why God wanted them exterminated. So if you're a, if you're an unbeliever listening to this, if you've always been a skeptic of the Bible because you think of God as this capricious, uh, malevolent entity that had um, uh, Israel war- wage a war of genocide against yeah. the original indigenous people of the land, you're mistaken because he was waging a war of genocide on those hybrid Nephilim individuals that had so aligned themselves with demonic entities that they could think that this was a good thing to do. Yeah. And uh, he gave them, by the way, 400-something years to change and repent. Which I'm going to go back to sharing the podcast real quick. Because I think that's a very important point that you just made. Mm -hmm. That is something you will never hear in church. And I'm not... I'm sorry if I dog on church a lot, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to dog on church. I'm just saying people don't hear that kind of a message and what that reasoning is. And I hear that thrown out there all the time. Well, I mean, come on. You say God is love, but then he commands Joshua to go into this land and slaughter everyone. Yeah. The women, the children, what kind of God would would do that? A lack of understanding of what was truly going on there. Yeah, that looks like almost like God is evil. Right, exactly. But that's a lack of understanding, and that's why it's very important to share what we're talking about to people, so that they. It's like if you share it with them, all of a sudden a light bulb might go off. They'll be like, "Holy cow! Now I understand what's going on." Amen. So, which brings it. I'm glad you brought that up, though, John, because it brings it all the way back to Genesis six. Okay. We have such a sanitized version of the flood of Noah. Remember going, well, you may not be old enough, but in my generation, you know, because you're, you're a few years younger than I am, in my generation, we would go to the dentist and they would have the little highlights magazines for the kids, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they always had a children's Bible, which was illustrated, a very white looking Caucasian Jesus, you know? And uh, you could flip through and see the pictures of the ark with the animals two by two climbing up the ramp, yeah. you know? And it was also sanitized to think, yeah, man just got really bad, so he saved the animals. Well, mm-hmm. did you ever stop to think why God killed every living human being except for one family and one group of, of the animals and seven of the clean? Why destroy the innocent kitties and puppies, you know? Yeah. Because they weren't innocent kitties and puppies anymore. Genetic manipulation was taking place for hundreds of years. Yeah. And what the Greeks called the Titans and the, the Golden Age and all that stuff was actually a horrific time of human oppression. The human species was almost completely wiped out and mm-hmm. so oppressed that the giants that resulted from these unholy unions were cannibals and were eating human beings. Yeah. And mating not only with humans, but with the animals to create these chimeras and horrible monsters. So all that mythology that you just kick off and dismiss as nothing was true. Yeah. 
And it was such it was such a, a violation of God's order and the way he created things that it said he repented that he made because man. not just mankind had been corrupted. It says that all flesh had been corrupted. Absolutely. Correct? All flesh. Okay. <clears throat> and only Noah, the Bible says, was perfect in his generations, meaning he was genetically pure. He was yeah. pure human. Yeah. You know. So I and and what that leads us to is understanding what was happening in the conquest of Canaan. Okay. It leads us to understanding what's going on right now with the alien abduction yeah. phenomenon. It's more hybridization. That Satan is developing an army. He knows he's going to fight the Lord, mm-hmm. and he's outnumbered two to one yeah. with his angels. So he's trying to create an army of hybrid human angel giants again or something superhuman. They don't necessarily have to be tall this time around. They might just be like mutants, you know. Well, something's got to hold those disembodied spirits again, right? Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Wow. Well, back to the thought of this uh, origin of human sacrifice and Satan's attack on children. In Deuteronomy 18, verse 9, we read, And thou shalt come... Oh, excuse me, I'm in the wrong verse, uh, wrong chapter. When thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, speaking of Canaan, uh, which was the promised land to Israel, God says, Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Abomination is exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Sacrificing a child alive in the fire is an abominable thing. He says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Or that uses divination, fortune telling. Yeah. Or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, which, by the way, all these things are becoming in vogue through TikTok, through AI, mm-hmm. through ChatGBT, and then. Well, these are, this is all your new age stuff, right? Absolutely. And right. occult. The one that blows me away here is the the very last one on the list, the necromancer. That, yeah. Isn't that raising people from the dead? One who calls up the dead, communicates with yeah. the dead. So you think of a seance. Okay. That's, so it's not raising them from the dead. It's not like taking a dead person and making them alive again. It's basically communicating with them? Communicating with them. Oh, okay, okay. And, but, and the problem with that is they're not, you're not calling up grandma from yeah. the grave to talk to her because you want to hear her voice again. Yeah. You're conjuring up a demonic entity that is imitating the deceased. Yeah, and you're allowing them access to you and yeah. whoever's with you, and then he's not going to leave. He, yeah. she, whatever, I'm, I shouldn't have placed a gender to it, right? But it, it is not going to leave. Exactly right. And verse 12, for all these do these, for all that do these things, what we just read, mm-hmm. are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. We've had these interviews with people like Kara Mosher. Mm-hmm. And um, and others that are coming up soon. We're we're waiting for the right moment to release them, but these are people that were deceived by New Age by a cult, and they have testimonies now of salvation. Yeah. But they were clearly involved in what is now becoming a very popular thing: this New Age mentality. And what we see in this passage here, John, is that the seed passing their seed through the fire is defined as sons and daughters. So it's mm-hmm. children. Okay, yeah. so this is what's happening. It's human sacrifice of children. And then if we go into Second Kings, and I'm probably, you know, belaboring the point, but I really want to drive this point home of just how wicked this thing is and how desensitized to it that Israel became, never mind the Gentile nations around them that were actually uh, performing it first. 
but in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 14, notwithstanding they, Israel, would not hear, but harden their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God, and they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them, and they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen, which are the nations, that okay. were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them two molten images, even two calves, Baal, the bull god. Okay. You know, and made a grove and worshiped all the host of heaven and served Baal, another name for Moloch. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments. Hmm. By the way, you'll notice divination and enchantments were things that, according to the book of Enoch, the fallen angels taught the women yeah. that they took to wife. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. To produce the offspring of the giants. Okay. <clears throat> and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. So don't think God is biased towards one group or another. If he would punish the Canaanites for offering their children in sacrifice, using the children of Israel to do so, he turned right around and did the same to Israel too. Yeah. And caused them to be carried captive by other nations that t came in like Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. So notice the connection of child sacrifice John, to the occult, sorcery, witchcraft, yeah, enchantment. Yeah. It, it opens that door because you're opening portals. Demonic entities are coming in when you do that. And that's what was going on in that so-called quote-unquote golden age wow. that men want to get back to. All of our, all of our demon-possessed leaders, you don't know this because the media is never going to tell you because they're mm -hmm. controlled. Yeah. But the World Economic Forum, the political leaders, all sacrifice and worship Satan. Yeah. In another name, no matter what they call him, Lucifer, I don't care yeah. what it is, Masons, whatever mm -hmm. it is, they all are doing this with children. I can assure you, yeah. behind the scenes, if you could know the amount of blood that was shed by these people, Oof. there would be an wicked. uprising. Yeah. yeah, there would be. And so it's been going on for centuries. It didn't stop. We're not in this modern age where men no longer adhere to these old weird practices. Yeah. They're doing them behind the scenes. They do them secretly. That's the very meaning of a cult. Yeah. Secret. Hidden knowledge. Why are there secret societies? What's the big secret? Mm -hmm. This is it. Hmm. That's the big secret. Go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 16. You know, we... we we have such cognitive dissonance that we don't want to... Our brain can't process this. Really? They sacrifice children? You know, our leaders are doing this? The reason why they look you right in the eye and lie to your face is because they have their conscience is seared. Mm -hmm. They're either, like you said, either fully possessed, yeah. fully controlled, uh, or manipulated by demons. 
And they, and they want this to happen. They want this new world order because they believe they're going to have a seat at the royal family somehow. And they believe they're going to get eternal life from the devil. That's crazy. And they think they are divinely appointed by this God that they worship, Baal, to rule over us because we're just stupid cattle. Mm-hmm. And they think of you, your government, which this, this uh, train derailment in Ohio, if that didn't prove it, uh, uh, never mind the numerous other things we could get into. Mm-hmm. And by the way, a thought occurred to me. I'm getting off subject now. That's right. You know, the history of America, uh, conservatives want to sanitize that too. And they think all our founders were, were Christians. Oh, yeah. They weren't. No. They were Masons. Yeah, they were Masons. Mostly. Yeah. And it was when a secret you, society. And then. they want to say that, yeah, oh, you know, the indigenous people that we call Native Americans, they all died because we brought over smallpox and, play, and diseases they didn't know. And that, that is partly true. Yeah. But there was also a concerted effort of genocide of the indigenous people. Okay. The military, the U.S. government eradicated Native Americans. So they used to have something called... Um, can't remember Indian Eradication Unit, something I like that. I think it was something yeah. called. I think that was un, under Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that they, I mean that was the purpose, right? Hey, to to clear the land. Out. Yeah, but there was another reason. What if that was true? Greed. Yeah. Manifest destiny. Clearing the land was one reason. But what if there was another reason? You know how we we joke with blurry creatures that the Smithsonian has the bones. Mm-hmm. What did the indigenous people know and believe was true in this country? That they had a history in their past of the sky people who yeah. came down and they they talked of the skinwalkers, yeah. the yeah. transforming shapeshifters, and they knew about the giants. They knew where the bones were. And anytime bones were discovered, in came the officials to suddenly the bones yeah. disappeared and they're gone. They were being eradicated because they didn't want us knowing that history. That was part of the reason. That's my contention. They were being eradicated because they didn't want us to know the history? They didn't want the Native Americans to tell Americans. Oh, to tell the world. To tell the world the truth yeah, yeah. of the Nephilim. Yeah. They knew the because truth about the vali- Nephilim. Because then, yeah. then that validates the Bible. Exactly. And yeah. it's not to equate whatever they worshipped, indigenous people, because yeah. they may have not worshipped the true creator God. I don't know. There were many different tribes, many nations, yeah, yeah. so that you can't lump them into one category of religion. But they all have one thing in common, which is the same as the ancient myths of Samaria and Egypt and China yeah. and everywhere else about the gods coming down and taking the daughters of men, which Genesis 6 talks about. Yeah. Indigenous people not only had the same cultural history that portrays the exact same thing, but they had the evidence of it. Yeah. In the bones. The Bible mentions they had the bones of Oga Bashan and things like that up to a certain point, and they suddenly disappeared. Yeah. Then the new world is discovered, and we come settling that, and they find bones. Evidence the Bible is true. So what do they have to do? Kill the people that know the truth. There's all these, and they're not stories, but that's the best way I can describe them, of these Indian tribes that are fighting these giants. Where is that one where it's, I think it's the Hopi Indians, I Mm -hmm. think. I'm not sure. They fought an entire... They fought an entire... Uh, clan it was of a giants. War, yeah. They were like they describe them as redheaded giants, and yeah. they chased them into a cave. You gotta watch out for those redheads. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned that before, right? I, got a son I know you have a son who's a ginger because I said that. They're redhead people are just weird, but anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can wipe out the culture and wipe out the stories, which they were passing down from generation to generation, all these stories about how they had done this stuff, you essentially wipe out that history, yeah, right? Exactly. 
And and that and really it is the hidden history that the world doesn't want you to know. It's mm-hmm. in the Bible and yeah. it's verified scientifically through archaeological digs. But mainstream archaeologists lie because they're part of the paradigm of yeah. hiding the truth. And the earth is not what you, they're never going to allow the truth of the scriptures to come out because ultimately yeah. Satan is leading up to fighting this very God of creation. And he wants to be that God. Yeah. He wants to overtake him and he thinks he can win. So he's building an army. That's what the whole abduction phenomena is about. Uh, he's deceiving humanity, and he's trying to reduce the population to a controllable number. Yeah. So useless all, eaters. Yeah. What they call us. Oh yeah. Klaus Schwab. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who I believe with with all my heart, Klaus Schwab is an actual demon possessed entity, or he yeah. is a nephilim himself. Because uh, otherwise, yeah. he would have been put in an insane asylum. Yeah. You know, years ago. For the things that he said. Yes. I mean, and he's right up there. He talks about the fourth revolution, mm-hmm. right? The fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. It's just another phrase for the Third Reich. He's a yeah. Nazi. I was and about the, to say, he's just like Hitler. He is. He's like a modern Hitler. And what yeah. he wants is so much like the Nazi party, which is exactly what the left is today. And they're accusing the right of being. But what they're doing, what they don't acknowledge is that Hitler was an avowed Satanist. Mm-hmm. He was he was delving into the occult. He was w- discovering all these things, and you know the very swastika is an ancient occult symbol. The Germans yeah. didn't come up with that, yeah. you know. And all of that comes back through this things what we're talking about the worship of Baal. And he was trying to access that demonic power, which is why I think they had advanced technology. Have you ever listened to any of uh, the guy that is Klaus Schwab's right hand man? Oh, he's one of the most evil human beings. I think his last name is Harari. Harari, yeah. I can't remember his first name. Uh, he gets up there yeah. and starts talking about how humans are basically programmable. Yeah. Like how they want to, basically what he's saying is we want to meld humans with artificial intelligence to achieve eternal life, right? Yeah. They want to cook you up to a computer. Human 2.0. And they want to, so then you, and they're basically going to upload your consciousness into quote unquote the cloud. That's right. Right. So if your body dies, they can just take another body, download the consciousness, and you have internal life. You just keep living over and over again. It is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And which is why they want your children. Because yeah. that's going to be the generation they can program. They can't easily program people my age. Yeah. Because we've seen a thing or two and we grew up without you can't teach an old iPhones and tricks. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. In some cases, you know. But there's uh I truly believe that this last experiment they had on us, which locked everybody down yeah. to see how compliant they would be to government dictate, proved the world was ready. Yeah, that are, was a fire drill. That was a fire drill. They are ready to be deceived with the next phase. Yeah. And it's going to be something like that. And right now, what they're doing is they also kind of figured out, hmm, we can get rid of a lot of people through this, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it was the, the thing that scared them so much as the thing they produced to stop the thing that scared them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now that's going to just be the start of many things they're going to do to try to eliminate a large chunk of population. And notice who was really heavily targeted in this past. The children were. No, no, it was oh, the I'm older. Sorry. It was the older people that died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the ones that were locked into nursing homes. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. Get rid of that generation that we can't program anymore. They're useless eaters anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's the young thereafter. Yeah. 
the young they want to manipulate. But I was just thinking, I mentioned the children because look at the kids. All the kids had to wear masks. Yeah. All the kids were locked out of school. Mm -hmm. All the kids were, you know, yeah. everything that Programming. went Programming. Yeah. Programming for the and next just prepare, phase. Preparing them for the next, for whatever's coming. Absolutely. So if you were a believer and you didn't think Satan was after your children, if you don't see that now, I don't think I can help you. I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything I could say that would convince you of the reality of this attack. But we're going to go back to the scriptures okay. and see what we can learn from history. So Ezekiel chapter 16, and notice with me in verse 20. God is speaking to Israel again. Moreover, thou hast taken thy sons and thy daughters, whom thou hast borne unto me, and these hast thou sacrificed unto them to be devoured. Is this of thy whoredoms a small matter, that thou hast slain my children? And deliver them to cause them to pass through the fire for them. My children. Hmm. People don't realize, and these satanic world economic leaders don't realize that children are the Lord's. Yeah. Whether they're saved or not, you know. And yeah. he's going to allow so much of this. But God called them his children. And he could have been just referring to Israel. But I believe the Bible says there is a special place for children. And a special, um, there's a special uh, place in God's mind for children yeah. and a special place that people who offend them are going to go. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let's look at that in Matthew wow. 18. Yeah. Because woe unto them, he says, that you would cause one of these little ones who believe in me. Uh, Matthew 18, and notice verse 1. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, he clearly isn't saying we should shrink down to three feet tall and yeah. grow young again. He's talking about our mindset should be as trusting as a child. Okay. So you think a child's heart is so open to trust. And when parents are abusers or something wicked, they, they destroy yeah. that child. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Only by the grace of God can that child be uh, delivered like Karen. By the way, we just, uh, last week you would have heard Karen Wilkinson's testimony, which was astounding. Yeah. Uh, I give all kudos to her courage to come on and share what she shared because I can't imagine how painful, but she was being abducted from a child mm -hmm. from a young age. And, and uh, abused and violated by these entities in ways that we can't even imagine. And here she is now able to talk and share her love for the Lord. Only yeah. God's grace could yeah. have gotten her through that. You know? Yeah, that so takes a lot you. of courage. Thank you, Karen. And so he says in verse 4, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. He's not limiting it to a Jewish baby. No. He's just a child. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Wow. Mm -hmm. To offend a child that believes in And I think children inherently want to know about God. I remember my first child saying when he was very little and we were tucking him into bed, and he said, you know, Papa, what does God do? And it, and it struck me, he didn't ask if he existed. You know, he was still so young, we weren't getting into theological discussions or teaching yeah. Bible doctrine yet. You know, we were just showing him our faith, poorly as I may have done. And he said, what does God do? 
And it, it struck me, he, he, he didn't question that he was. He just assumed that he is. Yeah. He just wanted to know what his job was, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that just showed how the, the, that the Father placed himself in our DNA. And we quash it. You know, the world takes it away from yeah. us. You know, that belief. Interesting. Hmm. Verse 7, Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. And he goes on to talk about if your eye offends, you pluck it out, and on and on. We'll mm-hmm. skip that part, but go down rather to verse 10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. And I think that might be where the idea of guardian angels comes yeah. from. I'm not sure that's an actual thing, guardian angels. But every child, every little one has an angel, evidently, who beholds the face of their father. And and maybe that's why sometimes kids are protected. Some are not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And why would they not be? Why would children be demon-possessed and things like that? We're going to get into that yeah. at some point in this okay. series, you know. But notice the provision for God for children and God's warning against those who offend them. Humanity, he doesn't say anything about the demons that might plague them with disease or something, but woe unto the hum, human beings that offend them. Hmm. There's a responsibility, you know, towards that. So before we wrap up today's episode, we're definitely going to do a part two. Okay. But if we look at some of Satan's <clears throat> devices and how he uses humanity to break and offend children and steer them away. We've got broken homes. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the first things that the satanic global elite was targeting. Damage the family. The nuclear family is constantly under attack. That's what the transgender and LGBTQ2 thing is attacking. Uh, Divorce, rampant, you know, child welfare, all that stuff is designed to attack that. You know? Yeah. So broken homes... Next, drugs and alcohol were really introduced into the mainstream in the 60s. Yeah. They've been around, you know, yeah. for, for far longer. But they came into the mainstream through Timothy Leary, you know, tune in, turn off, drop out, whatever that okay. 60s thing was. Then the media, gaming, like Dungeons and Dragons, films, yeah. books, social media. TikTok is, I think, a true satanic tool. Yeah. And it, it's so funny. My wife and I were talking the other day, and she says, you know, who was your favorite one-hit wonder? Music-wise? Music-wise, yeah. And I, I thought of three, and I, the first one I mentioned was there was a song by a band called Argent. Okay. And they had one song called Hold Your Head Up, which I really like that song. I don't know what yeah. it's about, but it was a cool song. I know the song. I don't yeah. know the band. Yeah. I do now. Nobody knows the band. <laughs> because who's ever heard of Argent? They had one, no, one song, and they disappeared. <laughs> yeah. The next day in my Facebook feed was a thing about Argent. Oh, you're t- yeah. I am not joking. I know. It happens to me all the time. I am not joking. And not only that, but we were we were somewhere, and I guess at a restaurant, we were paying, and I pulled my wallet out, and I noticed it was really getting kind of frayed. And I thought, I need a new wallet. And I said to Sandy, looks like it's time for me to buy a new wallet. Next day in my feed, ads for wallets. So that, that's crazy. They're that listening happens to me all the time. Everything. So that's what the black mirror is doing. Yeah. It's, it's always listening to us. Yes. I think when it's going to get crazy is when you don't even say it, you just think about it, and then the ads pop up. Oh wow, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. So social media is is a 
It's a tool we can use for God's glory, yeah. but I guarantee you it's being used by the satanic global elite oh, for Satan's the whole, glory. The whole internet, yeah. in my opinion, is evil. Yes. Now, there's you can get good stuff off the internet. I'm True. not saying that, but it is definitely being used by Satan to attack children, yeah. all people, right? Absolutely. I mean, through pornography, which you're about to mention, yeah, whatever. Yeah, internet pornography is, is because, it's so, it used to be when we were kids, you know, you, you know, you, you might discover a magazine in oh, your yeah. dad's closet or something, yeah. you know, uh, but um, today, it's a click or two away. Oh, yeah, and every, every kid's got one yeah. in his pocket. Absolutely. So they're carrying around around oh, yeah. a, a library of pornography. Oh, absolutely, and 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 it's beyond. And, and by what, the way, it's not the Playboy centerfold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is really I, bad. I I don't even want to know the depths of the depravity yeah. that you can get into for yeah. every imaginable fetish. You can see whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. And if and if it doesn't exist, you could create your own site that, for that it. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, either. yeah. And then you get into the horrible things. I've heard of snuff films. Where they literally kill people. Yeah, I've uh, heard of that. Or I you mean, watch people being, yeah. It's and it's demonic. been going around. I mean, there it's used crazy. to be Super 8 films yeah. of it, and now it's anywhere. Yeah. And then you get into occult deceptions. Mm -hmm. And it's things that seem benign, like Ouija boards, mm -hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons. And all that stuff is becoming, I mean, New Age just was another way to sugarcoat And you can go buy a Ouija board where, in, in a... Milton Bradley. Retail store. It's a child's yeah, game at yeah. any Target, right? And now, of course, we've already mentioned the gender identity uh, nonsense. Which I think is the one that they are, I don't know, maybe this is just me and I'm sensitive to it, but I think that this is the one that they're really attacking kids with right yeah. now is the transgender agenda. Call it the transgender Transgender, trans agenda, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. That's exactly what it is, because not only does it violate the command that God said to procreate, be fruitful, yeah. and multiply, and replenish the earth, and raise up children unto the Lord, but it it will help reduce the population, which is goal number one. Yeah, because they need a controllable number, and then number two, it normalizes really depravity, so that this concept of human transformation can take place it's going to be mm -hmm. oh that's nothing you know we already you know have relations with every other species anyway mm -hmm. so now if we're going to interbreed with aliens that's going to be normalized yeah. you know it will no longer have to be a covert operation you know who alice bailey is no so alice bailey is one of, is known as the mother i think is her title the mother of the new age oh my yeah so she came up with the ten ways to destroy Christianity. Uh -huh. Let me let me read one to you because oh, please. You, just, you just brought up. Oh, here here it is. Alice Bailey's ten point plan of the new world order, or how to prepare the way for the Antichrist. Wow. So here are ten things that she says to target, and you didn't intend to make this part of the podcast. No, but I'm, I'm just I'm glad you're bringing it. Yeah. Number one, take God and prayer out of the education system. Has that been a success? Absolutely. Okay. Number two, reduce parent parental authority over the children, right? Exactly. So when... Welfare state takes over the job that, of the parents. Not only that, but just like, hey, you can't even spank your kid anymore, oh, yeah. even though the Bible says spare the rod, yeah. right? So you can't even spank your kid anymore, correct him. And I'm not talking about beating them. I'm just oh, saying no. correct them, right? Well, we'll even discuss that say, in part two. Uh, number three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure. Or the traditional. Oh, boom, that one's been done. Yep. 
Number four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. That's right? already That's, happened. And by the way, she wrote these rules or these steps in like 1967 or oh something. It's a long time it's, ago. It's almost like a, a step-by-step agenda. Oh, yeah. This is how you destroy age. Christianity. Number yeah. five, make divorce eagle, I'm sorry, easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Oh, yeah. Free people from it. Number six, make homosexuality as an alternative lifestyle. That's already been done. Then done. Number seven, debase art, make it run mad. You ever seen the spirit cooking artwork? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's abomination. Uh, number eight, use media to promote and change mindset. And, and the CIA, but MK I Ultra mean, has been in effect. That, there's a whole bunch of stuff about that. Uh, number nine, create an interfaith movement. So very recently... There was a lot of religious leaders that met with the Pope. Oh, yeah. So it was the Pope met with all of these evangelical leaders, and it's uh, they wrote the new Ten Commandments. Have oh, you yeah. heard of this? Well, you've got it's, like it's the... about It's about war. Um, what is the, that movement? Um, for Ecumenical? Remember. Well, it's about it's about saving the earth, right? Oh, the Global, echo. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. The economic climate crisis. Uh, climate crisis. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's what they did. And then the last one is get governments to make all these law and get the church to endorse the changes. So that's part of that. And that's the next phase. Yeah. I think that's the last rung in the ladder to be implemented. And we're close because the churches were also very compliant in the lockdowns. You know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. When when at first we didn't really know what was going on, we closed the doors to our church and we said, okay, well, let's, what what's going on? Maybe there is something. And then once we realized, ah, this is a false flag, we opened right back up. Yeah. Now, people were slow to come back, you know, and some people never came back. Yeah. And I saw them wearing masks everywhere they were. Well, everything became online. Let's go through the internet. Well, you can't come to church, but now you can get our message online. Well, now people don't go back to church where they get fellowship with other people. Now, because I'm too lazy to get up and take a shower. And by the way, this is me too. Yeah. Uh, I'll just sit here and watch it on TV. Right. And I'll tell you, that's the reason, even though it is online, you know, I retired from preaching at my church because, and the church could have continued. There just wasn't anybody that stepped up to, uh-huh. to lead it. Uh, if, if, if it had been on the heart of somebody to do so and it actually worked out, I would still be attending that church, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I focused my attention on this podcast and on the Sunday morning messages that I do because I knew in a small town that I live in with just 30 people I'm preaching to every week, we were not getting the word out. We were not evangelizing. Yeah. We were yeah. not reaching people. This tiny group of people that I dearly love yeah. uh, were being edified. And and we were mostly retired people that didn't have interaction with a lot of folks yeah. during the day. So we weren't reaching the numbers that I felt like we needed. And for, by numbers, I'm not talking about anything to do with a a. a, a financial side of it at all numbers in you're talking about number of people i'm talking about number of people we can reach with yeah. this message you know yes it may take money to do that but you know very little money came in for my church i didn't draw salaries or anything yeah. like that and we um we were edified and, and we raised our children and we we did an effective job in this ministry but it was limited to just a handful of people yeah and I'm thinking there's not much time left. Uh, I think 2019, when we started this podcast, we realized just how close we are to the last days. Mm-hmm. And now, even several years into this, I'm just now realizing how much of an attack there is on our children that we weren't really, that I wasn't prepared so for. So this podcast has been downloaded 601,000 times, I think, is is the number. It reaches about 35,000 35, 35, downloads. Day? 
No, it, I'm saying it's been downloaded, I believe, when I looked at the numbers on it, six over 600,000 times. So that many oh, times. People, overall. Yeah. yeah, and on a monthly basis, wow. it's downloaded about 35,000 times. So when yeah. you're talking about reaching a small audience when you oh, were yeah. doing that, and now you're reaching 35,000 people downloading it. Then per yeah, month. Yeah. The, yeah, per month, right? Yeah. That is a lot of people being reached. Amen. And we still are barely even scratching the surface. Oh, we yeah. have got to get the message out to people. Yeah. So share it. We do. And and you're, by the way, those mm -hmm. of you that do subscribe, you're helping us reach those people. It's because of you that yeah. we're doing that. You know, we uh, our, our aim is to continue getting more subscribers. We're nowhere near we, where we need to be for this ministry to be self-funded, to be self-sustaining. Yeah. But when we get there, um, oh, my I just pray the Lord will cause that to happen so that we can reach even more because you think even if we had 600,000 total downloads, that's a drop in the bucket of the number of people that need to hear this message. Oh yeah. It's not even a, yeah. it's not even a drop. And how many are there? 7 billion people on the planet. So, <laughs> so that's a lot of downloads we got to get up. We got to get that. And I know we can't reach everybody and thank God there's so many others that are coming to the same understanding and doing the same yeah. type of work. So find one to support if you don't support us, but, sh but thank you for supporting us if you do and for sharing it. And John, thank you for the time today. We'll Absolutely. continue this discussion. Lord willing, next week. Next week, okay. I'm trying to think of a good sign-off that we could have. Like, a, well, it was kind of a dark subject. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> well, I mean, something well, I could say every time, regardless of what the content matter is. Like, you know, good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do a Walter Cronkite. But maybe somebody, maybe one of our listeners could have a good idea. But I thought one, I thought of one that might work. Yeah, I pass these by my wife. You know, my producer. Uh -oh. And if I get the the nose up in the air. I know it's not a very good one, <laughs> but I was thinking uh, um, there's nothing new under the sun, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that which has been is that which shall be. Okay. So um, that's really what we're saying here is everything we're talking about has already been in the past. The Bible's telling you what's coming. So mm -hmm. the past is a good indicator of the future. We're going to find some way to close our every episode. If you're out there episode. and you heard <laughs> Scott just fumble through those closing statements, please send your suggestion yeah. to us. <laughs> like the truth is out there. I want to believe. You know? <laughs> we need something that we can say just, just yeah. for, the, for the fun of it. But we sure do thank you for listening today and for joining us. Tune in next week for part two of Satan's Attack on Our Children. John, thank you. Wow. Thanks for having me. And thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, and we so much appreciate you sharing with others and your friends and tell them about the show. And we'd also love it if you'd one more time consider joining Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast as a subscriber. Absolutely. And keep in mind that your subscription helps us get the word out to as many people as we can possibly reach.
So we appreciate you partnering with us. Don't forget, it's BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. And thanks again for joining us today.